Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? Amazing. We have an amazing guest today. Let's just get right fucking to it. Let's get fucking to it. We have Christina Bucola, uh, cannabis lawyer, policymaker, uh, extraordinaire. One of the tip top. In the country. Yeah. Nationwide. Yep. Thanks, guys. Hi. It's such a pleasure to be here today with you. Weed and grub. So, the, oh, yes, this is a, a podcast about weed. And grub. And sex. Pop culture. Food. Laws. Weed. Grub. Policy. Sex. Hot policymakers. Yeah, hot policymakers. <laughs> who are turqu- like a calendar. Yeah. <laughs> hot pot lawyers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're, you would be um, October. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'll take it. Scales of justice. Totally. In a gown. I'm 100% there. And the scales are full of weed. I'm, you, I think this is a genius idea. I'm going to style this shoot. Well, yeah. I think well, you're going to style this shoot. Yeah, fuck yes. Send me the details. I'm yeah. there. Whose body do you want to be? have your boot on the neck of? Why shouldn't it be my own? I'm proud of my body. No, I mean, if you're standing oh. in, a can, in a gown with scales full of weed, I feel like you should have your boot on the neck oh, of Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, of like a, a historical figure. It could be, it could be a made-up person. It could be oh a representative God. of of uh failed policies channing tatum <laughs> i think that's a really loaded question oh weird we're, we're off to a weird start yeah <laughs> i think Sorry. that's a, <laughs> Damn no, i think I, I think that's a very interesting question well like whose whose neck do you want to put your boot on as a cannabis policy lawyer i guess oh there are so many mm. i mean i it's it's hard to name just one um We've been very lucky in these last midterm elections. We've had um, Pete Sessions in Texas voted out, and he's been historically one of the lawmakers that has been most resistant to passing or furthering cannabis legislation in the House. So that's been a very... um, a very good thing. I, that's still, I know I'm evading your question we'll and I don't there. intend to it, but I think that this is going to be a development mm-hmm. over the course of a conversation because there are so many bad actors, mm-hmm. but there are also bad actors that unify us into better action. So I trust and believe that by the end of this podcast, I will have arrived at an answer. Awesome. Sweet. Uh, second question. Can any of the proceeds from this calendar go to something? Yeah. We could make this We could make this go to, you know what I think we this could should th- go to? This is a weed and grub calendar that we're going to do. Yeah. I, I, I want to be October. Okay. Um, I would love to see kind of like a mass, mass ca- cash bailout um, related to cannabis. I think it should definitely be cannabis related. Maybe it's that, or maybe you sponsor uh, a clinic for an expungement clinic for people in California who are now uh, eligible f- to have their records expunged. Or there's definitely a way to give back to so many different social or economic justice issues yeah. related to cannabis. It shouldn't just go to like pizza for the shoot. Pizza, there's going to be, you know what? You, everyone should have a pizza deduction and <laughs> you know, this operation should be no different. 
Tweet pizza deductions. Pizza, pizza deductions. Your way. Wait, I am. This is now. I am officially the most boring <laughs> guest on the podcast. I managed to take something cute like a pizza deduction and give you a tax lesson about. It. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, That's the best. The best no, it's not. You're taking it fucking seriously. Like anyone could ask any question of you, and you would take it very seriously and answer it truthfully as a, a as an attorney. With like good advice and solid but ways. But this is like why I'm not fun anymore. No, you were super fucking fun. What are you talking about? That's why I have a hard time taking a joke. You <laughs> might. I mean, you might not make it on whose line is it anyway. No, certainly not. <laughs> You're much too clever for me. Where you would start clever. explaining the, how a pool noodle is made instead of... <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not so much pulled as it is more teased <laughs> apart. <laughs> oh, I love the fact that we could ask you anything totally goofy and that you would have a serious, actionable answer. Where you'd be like, well, listen, here's how you... I don't know. We could ask anything. I mean, we actually have questions from some folks who did write in because wow. we uh, said, yeah, we said we were going to interview uh, one of the nation's top cannabis lawyers and folks folks want to know certain things. Wow. But, Thank uh, you. We'll get to I'm that. I'm honored to be yeah. here. Yeah. Have you always wanted to be a lawyer? God, no. What? I mean, my father from the age of three started telling me I was going to be a lawyer. I had no choice. Really? Like, we talk about fate and free will and, the, mm-hmm. and people are like, yes, but you had free will. And I say, how much free will did I really have when someone starts imprinting on you that this is something you're going to do? So, But you must have been negotiating at three or something, like oh, yeah. standing up and being like, this isn't right, and here's why, and I'm going to win, and this is my voice, loud and clear. Actually, do you know what my favorite game to play was when I was a little restaurant? I really always just wanted to open a restaurant and cook for people. Yeah. <laughs> and so now I instead have clients and I make them, like, I provide them legal services, but then I make them come over and eat my food. Damn right. And I think everyone, I, people either really like it or they're afraid to insult me. So <laughs> I'm doing something right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Maybe someday you'll open a restaurant. Who knows? Yeah. No, I don't think so because I, part of the thing with cooking is I love it. And it, I love it because it's not a job. Yeah. And so if it ever became a job, I might like it less. Yeah. yeah. And it has a beautiful order of operations with an end, which for me yes. is wonderfully like satisfying. Yes. Like, I, I'm going to be honest, the part that I might love the most besides the eating. Clean up. It's fucking clean up, doing the dishes. Yep. Oh, it's the best. Yep. It feels like closure. Yep. Do you want to be president? God, no. No? No. I, I'm going to be honest, I'd vote for you. Can I tell you something? It's so weird. I gave this, I was at um, a talk at the Soho House uh, over the summer, and the person who put it, it was, you know, who put it together was Matt. And that was said, you know, we're going to talk about branding and we're going to do this. The whole thing ter- turned into social and economic justice. Um, Shout out. And, this is Matthew Everton. Yes. Correct? Yes. yes of Ronan. And he put together a wonderful panel and, you know, things took a turn. And we had this incredible audience of people who didn't necessarily understand the, the aspects of social and economic justice. Did I just hit a wire that's going to fuck everything up? We're all good. Okay. We haven't even they, started. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're doing great. Dry run. <laughs> <laughs> woo, woo, do over. I love it. <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> wonderful. In any event... Um, Three people afterwards came up to me and they said, so when are you running? Mm. I'm like, that's not part, I, I have no intention or desire to run. I do, one of the things that I do really want to do is make sure that on the East Coast, we have sensible legislation with respect to cannabis that is passed. 
I've had the opportunity now on a couple of occasions to testify in front of uh, the New York State Legislature and the New Jersey Legislature um, about provisions that we'll want to see in New York and New Jersey's adult use pro- programs as they're, they're um, brought to fruition in each state. And one thing that New Jersey does not have, but we do have in New York, is the issue of home grow. And I know in California, you do have it. And you, you actually also have it for patients. And right now, we don't even have it for patients in New York. Can you say real quick what people are actually uh, allowed a medical cannabis rec- <laughs> recommendation for here? Sure. So in the state of New York, um, there are a handful that you have to either be a physician, a physician's assistant, or a nurse practitioner to be able to recommend medical cannabis. And it's limited to a handful of conditions, including Parkinson's, HIV, AIDS, um, cancer, uh, multiple sclerosis, uh, ALS, some others, and it has to be um, accompanied by wasting syndrome as well. Um, The process is then to upload, and then you get a card. Wait, I'm getting way too detailed. Not everyone needs to do this. But it's fucking intense. It's intense, but also there's no flower. So, yeah, there's no flower. And so you're really limited to um, vape pens, which are ungodly expensive. Under a medical program now, one of the cheapest vape pens that's available in New York is $86. And I think it's $86 for, I think, 200 metered pulls of five milligrams each. Wow. Correct. That is insane. And the other problem that we have in New York is because we're vertically stacked and again, subject to all of these housing particularities, is where do you go to smoke it? Right? So social consumption, I would argue, in New York is probably one of the greatest concerns that we also have because if you set up a system and say, hey, guess what? You can smoke and you can now consume cannabis but only if in your, in the privacy of your own home and you don't receive a federal subsidy or you don't have um, these rules that govern your activity in your space. I, I got a pitch. Yeah. You put dryer sheets in the walls and ceilings. <laughs> oh, like a sploof? Every, yeah, just like a sploof. <laughs> yeah. As insulation. Do you As think insulation. Maybe it's so good for your lungs. That's actually, that's that's a really interesting idea. I'm going to float that to the Department of Buildings <laughs> the next time you. I'm down there. Sploof saying, housing. Yeah. Sploof housing. <laughs> can you do it with hemp? Can, yes. If you can do it with hemp, the answer is yes. Can Seal. we soak the hemp in patchouli? Absolutely. Okay. Let's just and now you, you line the vents. It's going to be great. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. Yeah. It's habitat for humanity with weed and hemp and patchouli oil. It's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. I like it. Blue housing. Blue housing. You heard it here first. Blue housing. This is actually a really good place. Really quick to tangent because yeah. you've helped us so much with trademarks and protecting ourselves. Yeah. Wanted to talk a little bit more about like, because especially with it going federally legal and us doing this podcast, I, people need to know that it's, it's a, like there's fucking sharks out there, motherfuckers. True. Yeah. Um, you most recently had the company MedMen who's trying to trademark the word cannabis. cannabis. Let's get into it, man. We Fucking actually fuck we're gonna chat about it recently, and I think before we started recording, I was like, I I don't know if I can because I don't know enough about it. Maybe now is the absolute perfect time to get into it. So, what the fuck is going on, Med Men? Okay, well, I think that this is more. Let's let's pull out for two. Of, that sound. That's 
<laughs> Boom. No, Soundbite. No, no, We're pulling no, no. out. Please, please cut that. I meant let's, I'm trying, what is it? Come. You, you meant come. No, I did not. <laughs> Certainly not. Bukaki. Come yeah. on. Let's just no, 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 say no. it. Bukaki point. Let's, come on. Let's, let's get big and okay, hard. Let's, <laughs> let's take this from a different stand. Let's take this from a more expansive vantage point. How okay. about that? Is that, is that, let's try there. Let's get in. And it. I think that what we have in cannabis is we're we're getting legislation that is 100% backed by parties that are well capitalized, right? And so um, you're allowing moneyed players to set the market, and um, and I think it's the role of legislation to to step in and say there is no inherent right for a certain group of people because they have money to succeed on the backs and the necks of everyone else that have actually suffered during prohibition. When you have money, when you are capitalized, you also have access to professionals that are going to pull out, uh, pull a lot of rabbits out of hats, mm-hmm. right? In and they're going to say, like, boom, boom, boom. And it's going to seem ridiculous and I don't think they're likely to succeed. Um, but they have the ability to do this, right? right? And so I think one of the most important things we can do now is hold those brands accountable to certain standards. Um, And we want to make sure that when they say they are are interested in supporting diversity and inclusion, that we hold them accountable for that and we make sure that their actions support that. And when they're really pushed and you say, okay, well, tell us about your diversity and your inclusion measures, they say, oh, well, we're going to have a diverse workforce. Well, a diverse workforce is great, but I th- I'm of the opinion that you really make differences in an industry on an ownership level and that's not to and again that's not to downplay um the role of management or of a workforce but if there's no path to equity or path to ownership of that entity then you can't really change the it's going to be more difficult to change the policies and if you don't have um diversity of that ownership level of the actual license holders who are cultivating who are processing who are distributing who are wholesaling right mm-hmm. and that's that also uh, for consumers we should be concerned because that kind of diversity also is a in better assurance that we're going to see products that align more with us right so it's better for the consumer it's better for the industry but unfortunately because of the kind of money and the kind of consolidations that you're seeing at the M&A level, that kind of inclusionary industry is being disfavored in favor of one. And I know this is like, duh, you're right. yeah. Well, because you want, you want like cannabis socialism, essentially? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Wait, what is um, M&A real quick? Oh, mergers and acquisitions. Okay. So, so that I, would be like in a, in a company like Mad Men who are really trying to take yeah, over the they space. Just go, they take over the space. They go. And this is, I'm not saying we're just talking about Mad Men, but there are plenty of others. And I it's mean, normal business not, practice, right? It's this not, is not abnormal business practice. That's right. right. There, but now so cannabis it, is not a black market or even a gray market. Now that it's a green market, right. this is normal business right. practice in any so market. So let's right? just take a step back and talk about the role of the company. In, in, in the United States, the company has the... Uh, has an identity as an individual, right? And the, the the purpose of the company is to maximize shareholder value. So if these companies weren't going out and a- engaging in these activities to acquire all these other players to, con- to con- uh, create conglomerates, 
they wouldn't, I mean, it could be argued that they weren't doing their duty. So I think that there are two ways, um, two important things we should consider. Number one, we have to make diversity and inclusion and social and economic justice important to the shareholder. We have to assign some kind of value to that. And I think that is achievable, right? People should, people want to know um, that their clothes are, are ethically sourced or their food is ethically sourced. Why shouldn't the same apply to cannabis? Well, and the fact that like former U.S. Speaker of the House John Boehner is on the board of Acreage Holdings, which is a cannabis company yes. uh, profiting from cannabis while people are rotting in prison serving and sentences were, of years of decades for cannabis nonviolent drug offender sentences correct. that that is just the most egregious fucking right. hypocritical thing that correct you could possibly even begin to you know contain in your brain and sometimes it's so unbelievable that there are things happening like mj bizcon or you know john boehner and governor bill weld from massachusetts yep. on the board of acreage holdings or you know publicly being legal across canada and everyone making money off it there and yet like a black or brown you know oh, 25 year old in prison for smoking a joint on the street in new york right but that's and still so the reality it's the it, reality it's gotten the arrests are down ever since August. Uh, we just got some some information about that. The GPA released recently, I believe. But yes, that is still very much the case. And New York has had one of the worst um, records of disparate uh, arrests. I think for every one person who was white that was arrested, eight people uh, who were brown or black um, were arrested despite rates of cannabis use remaining more or less the same. And so I think there's a particular responsibility in New York to offset prohibition by making sure that um, monies are used in these communities and that it's just not the well-capitalized entities that are allowed to succeed. Mm -hmm. I have, I just have huge problems with this as like a person who's a I guess maybe a hippie at heart because as this gets legal it's not going the way I want it's yeah, just say more about that it's just I mean because now I feel like I just I'm so hypocritically anti-capitalism because I right. do use Amazon I do use Uber do you know what I mean like it's yeah. my friends trading 20 bucks over and over to each other to give each other rides sure it's fucking hell but I also I just hate that as soon as like as soon as it's opportunistic when like this whole time so many people way before I was even born were like, yo, this is fucked up. And now that people are like, oh, it, our economy fucking sucks. Let's just make it legal because it's a great opportunity to do so, but also make it fucking difficult and shut down all the mom and pop. Sh like, I just hate right. all of this, but it's still legal and it fucks me up a little bit. And I think something that I'm coming across right now is the fact that some of the um, people behind these brands are uh, maybe not even so quietly uh, in support of the current administration. Yeah. And they are in the cannabis space yeah. <laughs> to make a buck. Yeah. And that they are supporting an administration who, which is uh, doing its best to erode civil rights and the entire fucking planet as far as I'm concerned that we're living on right now. So it's really difficult for me to contend with anyone who is in the cannabis world uh, industry as you know like a, a cannabis business owner or a spokesperson for a company or a media brand or anyone who might support policies uh, that this administration is trying to enact 
while still making money off weed. It um, like my blood fucking boils about that. And it's really hard to know what to do because we're all in it together and we all want to make it legal and available as medicine as, as a substance that is, you know, beneficial medicinally and recreationally. What, what, you know, we're all supposed to work together. Sure. We don't want to be a nation divided. We want to all come together, especially on this one um, issue. Right. But it's I, hard to have a reach across that table and have the conversation with someone that you know that also supports, uh, you know, the memo about, you know, redefining gender or whatever the fuck it is. Like, it's just, it's really, it's a hard time. It is a hard time. But I think that, I think that the way to win this and to win and, and to have people really understand how um, cannabis legislation is civil rights legislation mm-hmm. and it needs to be that at, at, at its core is to talk about the inherent uh, injustice and how it does make your blood boil and say, look, I love this plan. I want to support it, but I also have a big problem that, you know, a group of people is going to be capitalizing on this, whereas there are still people in jail that are rotting. And once you start having that conversation, people also say, yeah, that's really screwed up. And they start, they want to get a little bit more educated. So I think new eyes is new eyes and ears is the way to go about it mm. versus trying to convert those people who are already entrenched um, with the, with the certain administration at least, or, 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 or seem to uphold the I- ideals of the administration that would work against the civil rights aspect of legalization. And I find that people, particularly, I mean, I've gotten, I speak a lot on, on these issues and I found that when you can really distill these problems down into a few sentences and get people to focus on those sentences, they see how unjust this is and they want to learn more and they want to understand what they can do because they don't want to be part of it. I fundamentally believe that there are more good people than bad people out there. And I think that there, we have just been, we're, (laughs) I believe that what, just as an aside, I think that we will see federally legal, um, cannabis for medicinal purposes in, at some point during the Trump administration. And God knows we deserve it because this administration has given most everyone, um, some sort of PTSD for real. And I know, I don't mean to joke about that. You, you see, even when Donald Trump was first elected, you saw all these kids who LGBTQ youth who were killing themselves because they didn't understand what this administration would bring. There's, there's real trauma around this presidency. And I don't mean to sound flip about that. Um, but I do think that people are fundamentally good people and they don't want they don't want to be associated with bullshit. They don't want to be associated with something that they don't think is fair. And once you educate people about, hey, cannabis legislation without these parameters to ensure that we're taking care of people who were totally fucked during the war on drugs and we're reinvesting money into those communities for healthcare, for educational purposes, for we're we're giving money to help people who are transitioning out of prison back to normal life. We're giving money to expungement clinics so that people can go on to work. This needs to be part of it. People are really receptive to that idea. And they're like, yeah, this makes total sense. Mm -hmm. So 
if you find this offensive, if you find it offensive the way that, that Mike, you, you said it was offensive, it goes against your nature. And I think it go or a lot of people, when, you, when they're educated, it goes against their nature. And as they become more educated, they can say, hey, that's not, I want to learn more about where my cannabis is coming from. I want to learn more about the legislation that's being implemented. I want to be part of that legislation. I want to fight for this inclusionary measure. I want to fight for home grow. I want to fight for social access. I want to, I want to fight for patients rights yeah i think that's what it comes out of education. one of my biggest triggers in life is injustice like yeah i think like mary jane has seen it like on on a micro micro level like the smallest injustice i'm like what the fuck this exactly. is not how things should be what like, is this? yeah what is this what, what is, is this <laughs> what is this yeah. what are you what what is this huh? what, what is this, huh? Look at this. exactly yeah. exactly yeah so it's nice to talk with you about this because it, uh, to to speak with someone who does literally represent justice in some ways. Thank you. Yeah. In October. Uh, in October. October. <laughs> Miss October. Scales full of weed. Beautiful gown. I'm going to style it. I actually it. have a gown. <laughs> I have a white gown that could work well. And by the end of this pod, we'll know whose neck you have the boot on. I know. We're getting there. We're great. getting there. We're teasing it out. Listen, for me, one of the things that this, especially this particular like episode with you uh, of this podcast, what this whole thing for me... Um, the whole sorry I'm stoned what's important for me about this podcast about having this weekly conversation with Mike about you know all things like weed and 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 food related that's most often fun but sometimes really burrows down into serious stuff that I'm grappling with and trying to understand is how to talk to other people who aren't even necessarily cannabis consumers or enthusiasts but we need them as allies someone who might be a parent or a senior or someone who's been raised in a a, a household that doesn't understand it and doesn't necessarily support it for whatever reason um, how to sort of reach out to them and talk to them about it even if you don't want to smoke you need to be uh, an ally and an advocate for access to the plant and that right is something that I think you really speak to like with your work it's not about like the, you know the sort of anything other than ensuring safe access to safe something access. that everyone safe and have. fair access yeah and not just access for the well-funded um and those people who can afford to own brownstones in new york Hey, Mike. I hate making edibles unless it's hassle-free. Oh, my God. Well, thank goodness I'm here to tell you about the Magical Butter Machine, which is the easiest, most consistent way to make edibles at home. Honestly, you can infuse butter, oil, tinctures. You can do gummies. You can make chocolates. Everything with complete control at the touch of a button. If you make edibles, you need this machine. It takes all the effort out of the process, and you don't have to waste any time standing over the stove. That's so beautiful, because the high-power immersion blender chops up the botanicals, while the internal heating unit maintains the perfect temp for your infusion. You just add your herbs to your butter, cooking oil, or grain alcohol. You set your time and temp, and you walk away. Bye. Bye. <laughs> the Magical Butter Machine comes with everything that you need, including a reusable Purify filter bag for straining, which is kind of like a cheesecloth, mm -hmm. and then a heat-resistant silicone love glove, because mm -hmm. you know that's going to get spicy when you pull it out. Yo. So the Magical Butter Machine also comes with a 60-day satisfaction guarantee, and it's covered by a manufacturer's one-year limited warranty. To get your own Magical Butter Machine today, go to MagicalButter.com and use promo code weed and grub at checkout to save $30 off your purchase. It's so awesome. Oh, you can make gummies. You can make chocolates. A tincture to go to a concert with? It's, it's, it's a, everything. It's great. It's yeah. everything. MagicalButter.com, weed and grub, 30 bucks off. Do it. Bye. Bye. I actually think Trump is pro-medical cannabis. I And I think that he's not, I don't think that he's going to crack down on the cannabis industry, and I don't anticipate that his interim AG would. If he does appoint Chris Christie, and Chris Christie is in the mix. Oh, shit. For AG? Correct. Chris Christie is... Uh, he, 
he is no he is known for being hostile towards cannabis he's a crook um well yes that does not stop people getting from getting jobs at the federal clearly, level or the state level these clearly days clearly it's currently I mean, a fucking requirement I, in order I, to you know what? get a I cabinet think, position i think you put that under your hobbies and interest line mother of mm-hmm. god right? yeah theft <laughs> lying for anyone listening who doesn't know who chris christie is for those of us who lived in new york and on the east coast during his tenure as governor of new jersey he is uh, just kind of a fucking asshole who it was like a vengeful motherfucker who actually at one point took vengeance on New York City by shutting down the Fort Lee entrance to the uh, bridge into New York from New Jersey and fucking up traffic because he was pissed off that he hadn't gotten someone's fucking vote and the people who were his henchmen actually went down for it uh, he escaped any real uh, consequences but some of them are serving jail sentences and that was because of a hissy fit that this bitch ass bitch face bitch fucker had how do you really feel um i hate his ass i hate his ass i'm not gonna make any slurs about size or weight because that's how people most often go after him and i'm not interested in that or shaming him for that but he's a he's well, a terrible actually, person I'm not and he had a fucking beach shut down during like an entire time when the whole coast was under crisis from hurricanes remember that whole thing yeah jaws too Ugh. Everything in New Jersey was shut down, and he had one opened for him privately with his family. Where there was a there's a famous picture of him sitting on a lawn chair, looking up at a helicopter, and being like, "What? What are you looking at?" It's like, "Yo, bitch." Anyway, I'm not a fan, and if he's ag, I don't, I don't know. Uh, be mad I don't about know. it. I don't know. Remember, he sent Jared Kushner's dad away for a very long time, and I can't imagine. And now he's going to suck it up and shake that hand, just like Ted Cruz hugged the man who called his father an assassin and his wife ugly. Like, this is a bunch of people with no ethics, no morals, no compass, no belief in what's right, no spine. Sorry. No, 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 it's fine. <laughs> it's it's not fine, but it's okay that we're talking about it. Yeah, it is it's okay. important to talk about it. It is. Because we have to remember, we can't allow ourselves to be gaslit by this administration. We can't. This is not normal. All right, listen, we have questions for you from people who want to know things. Yeah. Okay, I can't, I can't answer any questions that would construe giving legal advice. Mm-hmm. You what? I can't answer any questions that would constitute giving advice. Legal advice. Like, I got pulled over. How do I beat the rap? Correct. Cool. Or like, I'm thinking about a reverse merger. How would you suggest I structure? No, oh, I reverse merger. I would think you were saying reverse murder. And I was like, that sounds... Am- <laughs> Why would you... That's in print. You don't send Actually, that email. that is... <laughs> Company X recently <laughs> engaged with Company Y in a reverse murder. I mean, yeah, yeah. interesting. Yeah, reverse mergers. You ready? Yeah, okay. I'm ready. On the hot go. seat. Hot seat. Hot seat with Christina Bucola, <laughs> cannabis lawyer at large. So this first one has a little bit of a story okay. attached to the question. Plumbers came into my bathroom while I was showering. And when I complained, they told the manager at the apartment that my place smelled like weed. So I got a final and a first notice about smoking. I hadn't smoked at all that day. I was in the fucking shower. So what the hell are those plumbers fucking talk about? What are the laws about getting evicted for smoking weed in your apartment? But see, that's exactly, can I just say, that's exactly the kind of question that I don't want to answer. And if I was a landlord, I'd put something in there that you have to smoke me out once a month. Yeah. And I'll give you, you know, a no Also probably not legal. In order to live here, you must fail a drug test. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) If I'm looking for roommates, I make sure that they fail a piss test. (laughs) This is smart. It's only, you know, it's the only way to go. I also make them take mushrooms with me. Yeah, I don't think I don't we we probably should not be announcing your procedures for 
Oh, finding roommates? Yeah. No, it's okay. Um, okay. Anyone can apply. <laughs> <laughs> when I buy my giant commune, like my sprawling desert compound, mm-hmm. you'll all have to get high with me before you're allowed to come. That's okay. Okay. Well, that's a good. You know. Sounds like the start of a sex cult, but like one that is fine. It's like more a like, fun it's one. It's more like a sauna cult. <laughs> oh, sauna. It's like a sauna and food cult. I you know, there might be some sex, but it's not like a weird sex cult. Okay. Yeah. A, a sauna cult. A sauna food cult. Not at the same time. I don't want to eat in a sauna. Oh no! What? Uh, the, there's no and nothing That's stays totally crisp. Gross. Yeah. No, they're totally no, different. Yeah. Wilty. Everything's wilted. Yeah. yeah. It's sauna and then a, and then like a you know a two to three hour break and then food. This is great. Okay. Cult. Cool. <laughs> Tangential. Uh, if you have a medical marijuana card, can you still be fired for illegal drug use? Interesting. So the answer to that is it depends. And this is also an evolving um, area of law. So what we're starting to see now on the East Coast is that courts are starting to side with medical cannabis patients who have been um, dismissed from their um, from their employment on account of their uh, testing positive for cannabis, even though they're participants in a medical program. Um, and so the courts are starting to say reasonable reasonable accommodation applies to these individuals, despite there not being any federal recognition of um, a medical of medical cannabis. Um, out on the West Coast, it. W- of course, the litigation started on the West Coast, and historically, the West Coast sided with the employers. We had important, one of the first cases was out, if I recall correctly, was out of Colorado, where there was an individual who was quadriplegic and consuming cannabis, and they, the employer refused to make an accommodation for him, and he would he would have been able to get his work done just fine. Um, they refused, and the court sided with the employer. So it depends, but I'm happy to report that I think the way this country is going is towards honoring the right of patients to um, use cannabis, particularly when it's... And I, let me make one other clarification. Um, if you have a... Um, a safety job. So let's say you're driving a truck or you operate heavy machinery or things like this. You can never really, there's going to be no accommodation for you if you're a cannabis user. So it's not that you're operating a forklift. You can operate a less dangerous forklift. Like I think, so that's another um, caveat to that. What kind of employment is it? If it's, you know, a reception, receptionist or a desk clerk and there can be someone can sit and you know it's you're not operating a forklift or some of the like so that 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 plays into it too but i think that courts are really beginning to side with with patients in this regard this is really cool to hear and learn about also because every time i get in an uber or lyft in la like a small part of me is just straight up nervous that they're too high to drive and but they're you know making money and paying rent and doing what they got to do. Is that re- do you, really you have that fear? Yeah. Well, uh, some of it just comes from uh, if I'm not the one driving, I don't have control, and that has I have issues with that. Number okay. one, um, Mary Jane has seen me be like ah and like handle it, <laughs> and I don't handle it well. I I, I did almost to like take out a mailbox the other day when we were in Joshua Tree driving in the desert, and Mike was like, "Okay, it's coming up in 500 feet, 400 feet." 
three okay it's right okay take a right and i like totally took this turn a right angle turn into a dirt driveway so at like a solid 55 miles an hour <laughs> really almost took out a mailbox you were cool yeah. you didn't scream no but michael bay if michael bay was there he would have been like <laughs> cut we got it <laughs> one take very it was, impressive it was yeah. really intense and you were pretty cool about it, but I saw you sweat. Yeah, yeah. I did sweat. Yeah, it was good. It was good. <laughs> uh, so I, we have a couple more, but I'm actually going to adjust them and uh, edit them myself. Okay. Because some of it you've already talked about how you do think it's going to possibly be federally, federally legal uh, within Trump's administration. Medically. Me- medically illegal. Medically, now I'm fucked up. Medically <laughs> legal during Trump's it's administration. It's also possible that we see legalization for adult use, but I think that... If he, he he's consistent, been in among all of his inconsistency, I feel like he's been pretty supportive of medical cannabis pretty consistently. I also think he could also, I, I think that he might just do that as a Hail Mary if things really start falling apart for him. Right. That also could be. Just something to go down in history with. Sure. Right. Do you like me yet? Oh, shit. Still no? Yeah. Where could... Where ideally do you want legal cannabis in like, let's say 2020 or after his administration or whatever the answer is in, if we're still here in 2050, like where, where does it end up? Uh, follow up to that is, um, if we're still alive at that time, like, I mean, like, is Mars going to go federally legal? I, 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 I think we'll probably have an adult use program, um, or at least, federal legalization for medical um, and uh, some kind of states' rights legislation that allows the states that want to have adult use programs to have adult use programs in the next 10 years. We'll, 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 see, we'll see that at the very, very least. One of the most important things to me that's not going to waver is to fight for those measures that acknowledge that 80 years of prohibition were were placed on the backs of brown and black people in this country and we knew i mean we we allowed this to happen it continued um it got worse and prison populations skyrocketed as far as as soon as um, the nixon administration really started the war on drugs um and we had this incredible opportunity in front of us cannabis is a very i see cannabis as a very long table and i believe that legislation should be enacted to ensure that many people of many different varieties have a seat at that long table and get to determine what's on the plate i think that's the best thing for the industry i think that's the best thing for consumers um, whether that consumer be an adult or that consumer be a patient and so it would be my hope that the legislation we do pass on a federal level also keep that in mind. Um, and so when I talk about many people having a seat, it's saying, okay, we realize that certain people don't have access to capital in the way that these other groups have access to capital, but we're going to see to it that they're still able to participate because through maybe some kind of um, ESOP plan, which is an employee stock option plan from a, a from some private employer or because there are some licenses that are going to go towards these people. Um, That's important. So will it be federally legal when we live on Mars? Yes. You heard it here fucking first. (laughs) 
And if you could put your foot on the neck of anybody, who would uh, it be? Uh, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm okay. going to oh, say... Oh, you got to buy the calendar. It's, it's You got to buy the calendar. Um, but I, why can't it just be... A, I would like it to be a revolving cast of characters who don't endorse or support... Um, then can I flip it? I'm going to flip it. I don't need to ask. I'm just going to flip it. I If it's not putting your foot on somebody, is it somebody you're hugging or somebody you're like, right? So that it's not the aggressive, now you're what? fighting toe-to-toe. But wait, but I don't like these questions that make me identify. There, there are groups of people and I think that there are so many different advocacy groups and individuals that are fighting this fight in their own special way. And some of them are not even necessarily cannabis related, but are um, working on criminal justice reform or working on uh, poverty initiative, anti-poverty initiatives, I should say. So there are so many people that are fighting the good fight. And particularly in this administration, when there's less resources that are allocated um, to different agencies, it's, it's really been incredible to see, um, all these different groups, cannabis-related and otherwise, come together and challenge this administration on on policies that we don't necessarily think reflect um, where we should be as America or Americans. All right, Christina for president. In in the calendar, whoever's <laughs> neck you have your boot on is wearing a hood. <laughs> wow, that was uh, awesome. This yeah. has been fucking awesome. Yeah. Has it? Yes. yes. Thank you. Do you want people to be able to find you? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Sure. Um, you can follow me on Instagram or on Twitter. I'm at C-B-C-O-U-N-S-E-L. That's C-B Council, C-B-C-O-U-N-S-E-L. Nice. And absolutely follow you. And 100%. Yeah, follow you for, yeah. Thank you. Exciting news. And you, Thank you. you go to conferences up and down the East Coast. And I do. And I'm on the West Coast every so often. And I might be in the middle at some point um but i yeah especially now that missouri my home state yeah yeah you're from missouri yeah i'm from missouri wow so yeah i i just i think that cannabis legalization is really exciting and everyone should be excited about it but we should understand the details heard heard okay feel good i feel all right that's such a lawyer answer. <laughs> uh, thank you for listening, everybody. Please subscribe, tell a friend, leave a review, rate, because it goes such a fucking long way. Listen to this nine times. Uh, uh, comment, smoke with a stranger. Yeah. Be kind. Yeah. Rewind. Educate yourselves. And fucking educate yourself. And then find someone who's not educated. Pass on a little knowledge. Amen. Yeah. Cool. Sweet. Bye, everybody. Bye.